Good evening, lads and lasses, and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads or STL podcast. Today, we have a lot to cover, including the actual real expansion draft for St. Louis City SC. The team is finally here. We have a roster. It's taking shape, and it's all very exciting. And speaking of rosters that are taking shape, the USMNT roster has been announced for the looming World Cup, which is just days away. We'll break it down and then look at each group in the World Cup, picking our favorites and the teams who just can't cut it. Will the USA be one of those teams who just can't cut it? You'll have to listen to find out. So let's kick off. Welcome in, everyone, and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast, the STL podcast, growing ever closer to having an actual team we cover, a team that is starting to take shape day by day. We will talk about that here in just a minute, as well as another team that has taken shape, whether we wanted to it to or not, the United States men's national team. My name is Stephen Ground, but before we get to any of that, I would be remiss if I did not introduced my very handsome very credentialed thank you co-host here tonight justin horniker justin how are you doing this evening? i guarantee you that that handsomeness that you feel is just the credentials talking it's not actually my looks <laughs> well that's true that is uh you know i wouldn't mm, that's how it works exactly uh, i look more justin, official that way it's the the manliness i'm just exceeding yeah. i'm doing good steven thank you for asking <laughs> good good justin you are in fact a credentialed member of mm-hmm. the media for i'll be tomorrow in night. the press box they're actually gonna let me very in first, the press box tomorrow very first that's so cool uh game at uh city park the newly renamed mm-hmm. city park which i don't think we've discussed on this here podcast um how's that feel that's got to be pretty cool it feels yeah i was thinking about it And like, I don't know, I'm probably not going to be able to say much in the early on. I'll be crying. But like, yeah, (laughs) because we talked about it when we started this podcast about how we've like kind of been waiting to have a team that we can get behind. And then like the stadiums there, it's kind of like magnificent in its scale compared to like soccer park, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And like soccer fields in general kind of like give you that awe experience because like you're in the corridors and everything and then you walk out and all of a sudden this like big field just opens up in front of you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Yeah. looking forward to it. I'm very uh, jealous that I'm missing the game. I'm out of town still, but I will be there next week and hopefully we'll get to see one or maybe several of the World Cup games that they're going to broadcast there. I think that's going to be. Yeah, I think like England, US, we'll have to see if our schedules match. This is an off air topic, Stephen, but. England, yeah, let's, not dis- let's not discuss our very busy <laughs> and important schedules on this here uh-huh, episode right. of the podcast. But yeah, let's let's try to make it happen. Uh, before we get to USMNT, though, uh, let's talk. Let's keep it local. Local but with some potential USMNT. Players. Well, sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of overlap in both directions here. There's a lot of local impact mm-hmm. on the USMNT. There's a lot of you know. There's like not folks. so much St. Louis City impact on USMNT, but you know, it's, it all overlaps. We're all about synergy uh, on this podcast. That's right. And speaking of, I should, I should uh, mention that our, our fellow co-host Ian Peters was not able to be here today because mm. he had to go to Hawaii. That's he's actually, excuse. I kind of warned him against this. He's trying to walk the guitar by the time it starts, yeah. but he's not going the right way and I'd, swimming. He's going to, he's going to get lost in the ocean. That's right. I, we, we counseled him to just take a flight. If you really like yeah. I, you know, we, first of all, we said, don't go to Qatar. You don't need to be in Qatar. You don't need, he's going to be one of those supporters mm. that they're paying to dress up <laughs> like the foreign fans, which is weird because they're not actually paying him to be an American fan. They're paying him to look like a Japanese fan. Which mm, that is makes sense. Strange. Uh, he speaks a little Japanese. He took mm. it in high school, but uh, you know, still strange, weird, weird call by Qatar there, but I think um, the issue is that he's recently seen Black Panther, so he thought that he could, you know, just be able to go through the ocean like that. But it's not that easy, Stephen. It's not. It's not for us. For us mere mortals, it's mm. not that easy. Speaking of Black Panther, I haven't seen Black Panther yet, uh, which I know I need to. But I have recently gotten into, um, which I've been putting off for a very long time, the Marvel series on uh, Disney Plus. And I I've, I saw WandaVision when it came out, because how could you not? But yeah, um, I hadn't seen, uh, I had not yet seen Loki, and I hadn't yet seen 
um, Captain Falcon, or sorry, Falcon. Captain Falcon. I always, I always call him <laughs> Captain Falcon. I hadn't yet seen Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I had finished Loki earlier this week, and I'm working on Captain America, Falcon, Falcon America, Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier right yeah. now. Uh, very good. They're both. They're. I'm enjoying them both very much. So yeah, I I always enjoy. It. I enjoy. I'm a nerd, so I enjoy everything Marvel. I don't like, especially when you don't like look too critically at it it's awesome <laughs> yeah i agree um so anyway we've we've delayed long enough let's talk about the expansion draft for st louis city sc mm-hmm. because this team is starting to take a kind of shape a sort of shape a little bit of a shape and uh it's pretty exciting we added six players excuse me i can't count i'm an idiot five players uh on the expansion draft night um and they come from you know all over mos i don't really uh i didn't pay super strict attention to the rules of the expansion draft or how all that works um is there anything we as a as a citizenry need to know about the actual rules or should we just talk about the players yes i guess like rules wise just understand that like even though some players were available, they could list players that were out of contract or that they had the rights to, but necessarily like weren't going to come to MLS or have a deal going elsewhere. So understand that when you see some of the names that weren't picked. Um, Giassi Zardes, for instance, I know that name kind of pops out of you, but he's out of contract, so it'd be stupid to draft him even. But yeah, that's kind of the, the terms of engagement. And uh, there were a few teams exempt because they were picked by Charlotte last season. Gotcha. Um, okay, so with that in mind, we drafted five players, and the first is, and maybe the best, uh, I'll let you decide, of those is Nicholas Giacchini, a midfielder Giacchini. for Giacchini, excuse me, a midfielder for Orlando City, or formerly for Orlando City. He arrived stateside after signing a free agent transfer with Orlando City, and just four months later, he's moving a little bit closer to home mm-hmm. uh, by Kansas joining St. Louis because he's a Kansas City native. What are your thoughts on this new addition to our midfield? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I like Giochini a lot. He is a guy who has had experience with the U.S. national team. He's playing with, is it Kane? Is that how you would pronounce it in French? I don't know, guys. That's I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, Montpellier in Ligue 1. And then came back to the U.S. to play with Orlando City. He's only 21, turning 22. And it's not like he was a bad player in Ligue 1. He played 28 games for Montpellier as like a kind of substitute. So getting like top five league time as a young player seems important to me, even if he wasn't necessarily like a contributor in a way. But he kind of had like in a short season, only played six games with Orlando City. So I yeah, I think he's like one of those guys that's high upside that you kind of lot low on. And like if yeah. he turns out to be an okay MLS guy, then cool. But I think you could also sell him on for more eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh we also added Indiana Vasilev from Inter Miami. He's an interesting selection, and I believe I'm reading your notes from an article here. Yeah. Do you want to share where people can find your articles, by the way? Do you um, yeah, I'm more, I'm writing for Area Sports. So Okay with the MLS coverage. So you can find it there. I also write for my own site on Medium. Uh, just search me there. On Twitter as well. Also on my Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, if you don't follow and me on Twitter. Probably on our Twitter. Handle. And on our Twitter as well. So, so you got, you're very you got, available. You're very yeah. findable. I'm not hiding out there, folks. <laughs> uh, but Vasilev is an interesting selection, a hardworking, talented winger who is still looking to completely establish himself. And as Lutz Fan and Steel put it, we still have to work out a deal with Villa. Uh, if St. Louis can secure Vasilev's rights from Aston Villa, then the 21-year-old could be a big boost to St. Louis's wing play for years to come. However, with his contract status up in the air, it's hard to find a read on Vasilev beyond this season. Yeah, like I think he's a good MLS player regardless, but like he was on loan with Inter Miami, so they, I don't know, like his contract's up at the end of next season so it could just be you loan him you try to sign him when he's out of contract or sign a pre-contract or whatever but yeah without knowing like his future and if they'd like own his rights going forward yeah uh 
interesting to pick that guy, but I assume that you don't pick him if you don't think you have a pretty good chance. Yeah, like you figured that they have had conversations at the very least. Yeah, exactly. John Bell is a defender from the New England Revolution. It was apparent that this draft would give St. Louis a huge opportunity to strengthen themselves defensively Mm -hmm. without sacrificing too much skill on the ball. Bell really established himself as that type of player last season, breaking the thousand minute threshold for the first time in his career. He's 25 years old and you say he has a pathway to play with St. Louis and they could use a left footed center back who is calm with Mm -hmm. the ball at his feet. Any more thoughts on Bell that you'd like to share? No. Yeah, I think like when I look at expansion drafts that like people have criticized in the past, it's usually mm-hmm. because as my microphone dies for some reason. Um, <laughs> I can still hear you. But whatever. Okay. I need to change my video. Uh, there we go. All right. We're good. We're good, folks. Um, it's only because like they've used their draft picks on, say, like a bunch of international players or haven't taken advantage of the amount of American center backs that are available like every single draft. And there's usually teams like Nashville, teams like Austin have found a lot of value by picking up kind of a on the fringes defender somewhere else, bringing them in and someone that works with their system. And I think that's what they did here. I like I like the pick. Nice. Uh, John Nelson is from Cincinnati, so I assume he sucks. Tell us more about John Nelson. <laughs> Steven, did you forget that Cincinnati was actually good this year? I refuse to ignore they, they were. whether or not it's accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll probably be better here than he was there just by the occupation of leaving Cincinnati. I think mm-hmm. you just Im- immediately become better in St. Louis. But For yeah, sure. I think he's good. Um, like, it seems like our fullbacks are pretty good to go now like we have kind of an excess at left back so nelson was left back so maybe pj was left back but i think nelson can play both sides so that might be something to look into as well but here's a player that like plugs that hole because they need a fullback with less experience he proved that he is defensively responsible if you look at his spot mod numbers he's pretty good at both like pass completion attempts just accurate passer but also was in a pretty high percentile for clearances last season as well. So he's responsible at the back, gets forward, plays up and down. Like that's the type of player you need for this offense as well. Nice. I love to hear it. And finally, uh, we've got Jake LaCava checking in at forward from New York Red Bulls. He was mm-hmm. traded to enter Miami. Like 100- within six minutes of us picking. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, he was Long live Jake LaCava at the St. Louis City Legend. <laughs> See ya, my friend. Uh, so yeah, we picked up $150,000 in GAM uh, that for that trade, uh, which is important because we have been just hemorrhaging GAM weight. Just so. like, we're like, a, we have a leak of GAM. Yeah, that's right. We're like FTX when it comes to GAM. Um, so yeah, I mean, farewell and bon voyage to Jake Lakava, I guess the first player to ever leave St. Mm-hmm. Louis City SC. Also, so. like, what the fuck are the Red Bulls doing? Just, like, letting a guy get flipped for $150,000 of allocation money. <laughs> yeah, that does seem like <laughs> a strange choice. But uh, We also, in this time, picked up Tim Parker mm-hmm. uh, for uh, $250,000 in GAM. So really only 100000 Well, yeah. so sorry i wrote that wrong it's like it's five so two years of two hundred fifty thousand. In- oh so five hundred thousand five hundred thousand in general but broken up over two years i'm gonna be real honest with you i have no clue what game is still to this day i have no idea uh, steven it's made i know it's general money. allocation money and i know it's money so bucks. that you can buy down players in the salary cap so it looks like you're spending less money than you actually are and okay. it's fake it's made up that's where the <laughs> welcome to the mls where the points are made up yeah and the, it's all uh, a, all in Don's <clears throat> imagination. Um, tell us what your overall takeaway from the draft process was. Yeah, I think I get like a B rating. I don't think it's going to like blow anyone away with the kind of star power that was available. So like Gustavo Bell was available. He's a designated player. He's like an MLS top 20 player, I would say. Um, but I think they did really well on like buying low on guys with high upside and showing that they are going to sure up their defensive line as well. Like Tim Parker is a very capable MLS defender. And I think John Bell is going to be pretty much a contributor for this team as well. So they did a good job covering up their holes that they needed to take care of. And they didn't use up any more of their international slots. So 
think it's it's good. It accomplished a lot of things. Very nice. Uh, and I thought it'd be good to just quickly look at the full roster now that a picture is starting to emerge a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't say a little bit. We've got a good chunk of a team yeah, more I than you'll you'll see a couple Charlotte of... had at this point. Yeah, and and they did okay, so That's we'll right. do better then, right? That's, That's right. how that works. That's how that has to work. <laughs> um, building from the back, we everyone knows we signed Roman Berkey from. Uh, Borussia Dortmund. Mm-hmm. He was one of our first editions. Yeah, and no one had any problems with that contract. It's a nope. beautiful Everybody contract. feels good about it. 32-year-old <laughs> goalkeeper. Uh, Joachim Nelson, also an international slot. The center back uh, played with, was that Hertha last year, perhaps? Yeah. Look at me knowing team names. Look oh, at you. Sorry. Armenia Bielefeld. I was wrong. I was oh, wrong. Uh, somewhat, uh, somewhat up in the mainstream German. That's right. Um, then we added Tim Parker. We just talked about John Bell, John Nelson, and making our defense much stronger. Selmir Pedro came over. He's a Bosnian player, which I think is a you know smart addition mm. for the community that's going to be cheering for this team here. Uh, Edvard Leven actually came over from Hertha. That's Hertha's logo. Hey, there you go. It. You knew it was there uh, somewhere. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it for sure. But he came over to the team as well. Thomas Ostrak from FC Köln. A lot of Bundesliga and Bundesliga 2 additions here. I don't know if you've noticed. Lutz seems to have a type, unsurprisingly. Uh, and we've got uh, Aziel Jackson, who's a player I don't know if we've talked about yet on the podcast. Yeah, He's and that was one I guess really we had popular it. with a lot of folks. Yeah, uh, Minnesota fans were very angry that they sold very him. Yeah. <laughs> so i think that's usually a pretty good sign that like a, a young kid with good upside he was probably the best player on their two team last year and just like didn't have a chance to break through the roster and then they sold him in the offseason so yeah uh nothing wrong with adding a 21 year old you know for with some uh, upside 150k yeah. or 170k mm-hmm. or whatever we paid for him uh we also have vasilev who we mentioned jared stroud coming over from austin Isaac Jensen, the left winger, Joa Klaus, the center forward, uh, and then obviously Giochini, who we already mentioned. A lot of youth on this team, you know, 22, mm. 25, 18, 26, 21, 21, 22, 25, 24, 24, 25. And then when you get to the backfield, it's 29, 28, and obviously Berkey is 32. That matters yeah, less. I think that. I, that's kind of how I want it, too. I want my, like, more experienced players in the oh, back. Oh, for sure. Like, at yeah. least to start, you know. I think there's nothing wrong with having a lot of youth, you know, in terms of building a team. That I want young, exciting wingers. I want stable defenders. All right? That's right. I don't, you know. Which is not what the uh, U.S. M&T has. No, I'm just kidding. They're great. Everybody loves them. They're terrific. But in any case, uh, yeah, so how are you feeling now? We're going to have a game at the stadium in just 24 hours from now. Less than that, I suppose, technically. Mm. We are. Yeah, and when we beat Bayer Leverkusen, that means that we are better than them. So, like, they yeah. getting beat by a two team. Look it up. <laughs> but no, I'm feeling have... pretty good. Like, at least better than I was before. I guess probably since last time we talked. So, like, the mm-hmm. SEL Jackson pickup, the expansion draft picking up Stroud as well. Like, I think they did a good job these last couple of weeks of filling out that like American side of the roster, filling in with some like veteran MLS players who have that experience and like still acquiring international spots and leaving that DP slot open. So you can build on this roster in the future. You're not like hamstringing yourself financially yet. Now, like some of these contracts may eventually come to bite you, but like, as of now, I think they're at least a competent team. I don't know if I'm like safe saying that they'll challenge for a playoff spot, but like I think they won't be embarrassing, and I think they'll surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I'm really excited. I mean, we're we're basically under two months now from opening the preseason camp. Uh, these teams usually get started right at uh, the start of the year. Um, so yeah, we'll be playing. Uh, preseason like end of january early february so like yeah. probably yeah so it doesn't get much more exciting than that honestly and we're we're here we've waited a long time we're gonna get a kit soon we better freaking get a kit soon i'm going crazy with uh steven they're revealing it tomorrow that's what i thought so, okay i wanted to make sure um i'll be there on the ground i'll let you know 
I can't wait. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I'm going to get one of those. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to, like you talked about, we've been waiting for this for so long. Uh, it's hard to put into words what it means to finally have an MLS team. And I know there are a lot of people out there who have supported, you know, um, St. Louis SC for a long time. Uh, St. Louis FC, excuse me, I can't speak anymore. Um, but, Whichever one, AC St. Louis, you know. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, and, you know, those people are awesome and they've had that for a long time. But to me, this is just still on a different level. And, you know, it's you like the that. scale of it, right? Like everything yeah. just seems more, I don't know, like legit. And not to like rag against SDL FC, but like their marketing department were like slew interns. And now we have like actual. Yeah. Sporting seeing that video Taylor <laughs> Twelman posted of you know walking onto the field for the first yeah. time. Um it's just it, it just feels real. It feels mm-hmm. real and it feels spectacular to it's gonna elicit some off. emotion, that's for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. And you're gonna be there tomorrow. So looking forward to that. It's a very exciting time. Let's keep everyone know with where my eye moisture level is, and we can go from that's, there. That's right. Speaking of an exciting time, uh, the World Cup is now just mm-hmm. just days away. Which is while, wild to me because like, I feel like it's been so long and then next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's next week, actually. This is the last time they'll play games until a month from now. Yeah, and while uh, we here at the Two Guys One Cup podcast officially condemn Qatar as a host nation. Well, we can't speak for Ian anyway, World but Cup. us too. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, he is traveling there right now to make <laughs> money. But the rest of us... Uh, you know, not big mm. fans of Qatar. Uh, I think we both kind of, you know, have decided that uh, that we're going to watch this tournament. We're going to talk about this tournament and try to analyze it in in a vacuum away from the Qatar of it all. Hopefully the Qatar of it all doesn't rear its head more. Yeah, than well, that's the issue, right? Because like, process. so Grant Wall put out a tweet today that he had like not his phone confiscated, but he was taking a picture of just the like entrance way of the World Cup village and someone came and told him not to take pictures and told him to delete the picture. So like that if that's a indication of like freedom of press going forward, that's not necessarily a good sign. But right. Uh now there are a lot of bad signs, but yeah. we'll take what we can get for the time being. <laughs> Uh, and let's start by talking about the US men's national team roster that was revealed a few days ago, I guess almost a week ago now. The full roster being released from uh, on high on ESPN and live reacted to by many people, including, Mm. well, you didn't do it quite live, but yourself, you had a nice, a very passionate YouTube video. Yeah, I I like Greg under my skin, you know? Yeah, you did. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when we get there. We'll talk about it when we get there. I let it get to me. (laughs) But first, let's talk about the goalkeepers. Uh, It is no big surprise that Ethan Turner from Luton Town made this team. Uh, There's certainly no surprise that Matt, or sorry, Ethan Horvath uh, from Luton Town made this team. It's certainly no surprise that Matt Turner uh, from Arsenal made this team. It is, I would say, quite a surprise that Sean Johnson of New York City FC made the team over Zach Steffen, uh, who has been a longtime Greg Burhalter, uh, you know, homeboy. <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. It is wild that I like so Steffen, Stan, but I couldn't. Yeah. That wasn't the right word. It was either, like but... definitely the cemented number yeah, one for like for at sure, least half a long the cycle. Time. Yeah. Um, but he has not been particularly good. Uh, where's he playing? He's in. Middlesbrough. He's in right? Middlesbrough, yes. Um, and uh Matt Turner's certainly the best shot shot stopper that we have right now. Um, and I I think if if anything, this is just a vote of confidence in Matt Turner, and this is just saying you're the guy. There's no yeah. there's no other option here, you know. I mean, not we've seen Ethan Horvath do incredible things with this team uh when he was mm. called upon and yeah i think now there's a clear delineation between yeah. like all right hori vass clearly number two and then son johnson's number three and like yeah. stefan hasn't done enough to really like save his job either so it's not like yeah. it's a snub necessarily just surprising from where he's been no but i i do think it's appropriate to give greg a little bit of credit and just say uh you 
made a tough decision that you know burned a guy that you like and you burn a guy that you like we get to burn a guy that, that doesn't work never mind exactly we get to <laughs> set someone on fire uh, moving on to the defense this is in no particular order because it's the order that they listed it and i guess it's an alphabetical order which is a particular order of sorts i so yeah a- i have opinions about when things aren't in actual positional order but yeah yeah, yeah it's a choice <laughs> i agree but this goes from carter vickers to zimmerman so i'm gonna assume alphabetical order cameron carter vickers from celtic a little bit of a surprise on this team but uh let's name all the names here and then i'll get your takes serginio dest uh, about as chalky as it gets uh aaron long not everyone's favorite player but certainly not uh, probably a surprise to people who were honest about what inevitable. this roster was going to look yeah. like. Uh, <laughs> inevitable, much like Thanos. I would mm. say Aaron Long is the Thanos of this team's defense. Yeah, Aaron uh, Long and Harry Maguire, the soul stone, the mind stone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shaq Moore from Nashville. Boo, Nashville. Yay, Shaq Moore. Tim Ream from Fulham, St. Louis. One of two St. Louis inclusions in this list. Uh, more Air than blessed. any other team except the team's that surpassed except more than from any other city except for the cities that surpassed it uh Anthony Robertson Robinson who played for Fulham who plays for Fulham I also love when their hometowns on this team list are not listed as American hometowns Anthony Robinson's hometown is listed as Liverpool England which makes you wonder why it also like sometimes I forget just like how Scouse he is and then he'll talk in interviews like oh he's from Liverpool yeah (laughs) yeah it's awesome uh Joe Scally shout out shout out to Joe Scally the heart and soul of my uh Fortunia Dusseldorf mm. rebuild in FIFA, also the heart and soul of this defense. He comes from Borussia Mönchengladbach and Lake Grove, New York. Then there's DeAndre Yedlin, Inter Miami, the veteran, the Wiley veteran. Let Far be it from me, little did I think that I would ever see a time where DeAndre Yedlin was the Wiley veteran of the U.S. We had 75 caps. That is wild. That's right. <laughs> Um, and then Walker Zimmerman, of course, as mm. well. Uh, not a surprise there. Two of our defenders coming from Nashville SC. Uh, Justin, does that spell doom for the USMNT? Yeah, I mean, it really does. Got yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, what are your actual thoughts on the defense? How are you feeling about this? Yeah, moment? like I think, obviously, like injuries aside, like with Miles Robinson and Chris Fisher is hurt. Like there's not a lot you can be mad about. You can take offense to Aaron Long being there, but like he's kind of last man in and i would rather somebody that clearly like, the players like and you know he's, he's a vibes guy steven i've come to that realization he might not be a player so on the pitch, vibes. but he's a vibes guy and i'm okay with that but beyond that i'm happy to see tim reen there i think he fell out of favor for some reason but he's looked really good for Fulham this year and like his chemistry with jedi robinson is gonna be fun to see yeah. like also on the national team so yeah yeah i mean i'm I don't find anything too upsetting about this. Until Aaron Long starts game one, then I'll be offended. Well, which we're probably going to do. We should steal ourselves and prepare ourselves for that. Uh, midfielders, we've got Brendan Aronson from Leeds, Helen Acosta from LASD, Tyler Adams from Leeds, Wappingers, oh, that's that's his name. Uh, that's his hometown, Wappingers Falls. Uh, that's not real. That's a made-up place. I was leaning back a little and reading from afar, and I'm like, who the hell is whopping or his falls? Uh, Luca Della Torre from Caltavigo mm. in San Diego. Weston McKinney at Juventus. Uh, man, it's cool to see all these players for, like, big clubs overseas, you know, yeah. like real clubs. Uh, Eunice Musa for Valencia and Christian Roldan for Seattle. I would say Roldan is a... You know, I I don't know. There were some players on this team that people got up up in arms about that. I'm like, have you watched any Greg soccer at yeah, all? Yeah, like, like, have you watched? The if you were not expecting Christian Roldan to be on this team, I have things to say to you. But like, <laughs> if you're aiming by who the best player is, like maybe Christian Roldan is on this list. If you're aiming at, you know, who is Greg Berhalter going to pick? He's not going to have a team until Christian Roldan retires. It doesn't have him. Yeah. That's right. Uh, any other general thoughts on the midfield? I mean, this is one of our points of strength. Uh, yeah. You know, we've got Brendan Aronson, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Kellen Acosta, a lot of talent in the midfield. Eunice Musa is off the charts as well. Um, maybe our most important player in some ways. Luca Della Torre uh, is 
I would not think he's going to see a lot of action, honestly, but I think I he's like a good, seeing... like he's a good option to have at least like yeah, off the yeah. bench. He can... I like seeing him in there versus a lot of other guys. Mm. And when you break it down that way and Christian rolled on as your seventh midfielder of seven, who cares? Like, don't get that worked <laughs> up about that. I mean, seriously, yeah. who, who cares? He's if he's a vibes guy, if he and you know he's one of the the clubhouse guys and a yeah, and a they uh, posted those videos of like the players telling their parents that they made the team, and yeah, Roldan's parents were adorable. So for that, I think yeah, he so it's great. Just let him, you know. <laughs> don't I don't know. That's just not something. To and like, he's a about. capable player. Like, is he the seventh best midfielder in our pool? Probably not. But I think there are plenty of good players that get snubbed for various reasons from national team. Right. Uh. So. Yeah, excuse me. If there is some place to get upset about, I know that you have gotten upset about this forward group, which includes Jesus Ferreira of FC Dallas, Jordan Morris of the Seattle Sounders, Christian Pulisic of Chelsea. I don't know if I've heard of him. Is he any good, Christian Pulisic? Yeah, he's uh, decent. Gio Reyna. Of no Mason Mountain, but he's decent. The St. Louis, technically the O'Fallon, Missouri native. Oh, we Josh claim Sargent. him, baby. <laughs> North City. Man, what a what a year for Josh Sargent to fall to get to rise to prominence and fall completely out of favor and then still make well he's the... like he just destroys second league defenses. Okay, he did that yeah. with Werder Bremen too when they dropped. And yeah, it's I can't wait for him to figure that out against like actual defenders. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Uh Tim Wea from Lille and uh Haji Wright from uh Turkish club that I won't even try to pronounce. And Telespor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I said it right, yeah. kind of. Um, <laughs> you had big feelings, I think I it's did. safe to say. Well, like it wasn't even group. all right, all right, all right. It wasn't even that I had feelings of the you were enraged. You were enraged. <laughs> Necessarily. Okay? I saw the video. <laughs> you were enraged. Be honest about it. Just embrace your embrace the it's feelings. just like, all right. If you're going to say that we picked these forwards based on like the form that they're in and then you're, you're going down the list all right so we left out jordan pifo because he's out of bad form which is right he hasn't been good in the last couple months like form wise and then you had hazy's Ferreira, who like hasn't scored and missed a sitter in the game that dallas eliminated against against austin and you leave off ricardo pepe who was on Ferreira's team last year beat him in goals and Obviously, didn't do well with Augsburg for whatever reason in the Bundesliga. Maybe he wasn't ready. Maybe Augsburg just sucks. And then he goes to the Eredivisie and is lighting up the defenses again. And you're going to say that Jesus Freire is there because he's been a part of that team when Ricardo Pepe led the amount of goals we had during qualification. It's hypocrisy, Steven. So you're thrilled. But I'm not going to let it get to me. <laughs> you're thrilled that ricardo pepe isn't there that's what i'm taking away from yeah it's like not even it's not even the fact that pepe isn't there it's the reasoning that great Berhalter gave for pepe not being there that just makes no fucking sense why even talk to the public if you're going to talk out the bull side of your mouth but i'm not gonna like it's me it's fine i'm over it <laughs> yeah okay. i'm queer like queer that you've moved on uh it's a it's a good group overall i don't think we're gonna talk about our group our actual group, like the teams that we mm. uh, are playing against in a minute here. And we've got some problems. Uh, I'll just be honest <laughs> about that. But um, it's as good a team as I think you could realistically hope for. I mean, you can argue about Pepe a little bit. Sure. But again, uh, it's like that, that thing of like, does that really make a difference? Yeah. And your strongest group is there from the midfield to the defense. and Right your attackers there's no one that's like set in stone there so yeah agreed so some fast facts on the usmnt for those who are curious as of the opening match against wales the 26 player roster will hold an average age of 25 years 175 days making it the second youngest usmnt roster at a world cup after the 1990 squad and i believe the youngest squad at this world cup uh overall um with the inclusions of Musa, Reina, and Scali, this is the first USMNT World Cup squad with more than one teenager on the roster, though wow. Gio Reina will turn 20 on November 12th, and Eunice Musa will do so on November 29th, the day of the USA's final group stage match against Iran. Only three USMNT player, World Cup players have been younger than the teenage trio for the first game of their respective tournaments. Uh, 
those date as far back as 1934. So keeping it rolling with 75 caps deandre yedlin is the senior most player and the only one with previous world cup experience after featuring in 2014 following yedlin in terms of seniority who do you think the next most senior player on this team is following yedlin ooh, because i know there's a big gap so we're missing like a four-year gap of players i feel like mm-hmm. is the sergeant no pull sick no, Christian Pulisic is third. Kellen Acosta actually has one more cap than Christian Pulisic, interestingly. And then Jordan Morris is behind both of them. Okay, of course. I don't know why Sargent came up. That's a, that's a real bad guess for me. Josh Check Ream. that from the record. <laughs> Josh Ream. Tim Ream is the eighth oldest player named to the USMNT roster and the fifth oldest old field player. I feel uh, like Tim Ream was so young not that long ago. Yeah, it feels very... A lot of those older people were uh, uh, goalies too, which isn't a great sign. Players represent clubs in eight different countries, the U.S., England, Germany, Italy, Spain, France, Scotland, and Turkey. Players have hometowns in nine different U.S. states, California, New York, Georgia, Texas, Missouri, New Jersey, Washington, Colorado, and Pennsylvania. Four other players have hometowns in two foreign countries, England and the Netherlands. A total of 21 players made at least one appearance for the USA during qualifying. The group accounted for 9,683 minutes. The five who did not appear in qualifying are Horvath and Sean Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Joe Scally, and Haji Wright. Four clubs have two players on the USMNT roster, which are Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams from Leeds, Tim Reed and Anthony Robinson from Fulham, Shaq Moore and Walker Zimmerman from Nashville, and Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan from Seattle. Uh, a lot of interesting facts about this team. You so many mean. fun facts. I had fun with those facts. I enjoyed the facts. They were facts that were fun. Um, it is fun to talk about those facts. But let's face the facts now and talk about the group stages in Qatar. Let's do this. We've talked about the USMNT a fair amount, so let's hit all the other groups first, and then we can circle back around to Qatar. How about that? That sounds good. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Sounds terrific. Awesome. I like where you're taking me. Group A is the host nation Qatar versus Ecuador and, and Senegal and the Netherlands. Uh, Group A features, you know, the biggest pushovers of the tournament, presumably in Qatar. Uh, And then, you know, the the Orange, as they're called, uh, the uh, very popular and often dominant team from the Netherlands who have fallen to eighth in the world rankings. Senegal is 18th and flipping tabs here, Ecuador is let me check i must have already passed them somewhere where are you at ecuador give they're a shout there. out on they're this down list. there a little bit oh boy they're 44 so yeah a big gap here between uh the top half of this group just in world rankings and the bottom half um with netherlands and senegal being far ahead of those other two um and uh i have no trouble believing that netherlands and senegal are going to be the two teams that advance here personally i think senegal are kind of the the top nation in uh, Africa, I believe they won AFCON mm. uh, a couple years ago, if I'm remembering correctly. I believe Sadio Mane had a, had a hand in that, um, and he's still there. He's very good. He's not. He alone. is uh, hurt as of last weekend, though, Stephen. Oh well. So they'll still be good. You, though. Hope you enjoyed Bayern, you idiot. No, <laughs> Should have never I, left, Sadio. Yeah, you stupid <laughs> schmuck. No, I mean, I hope he, I hope he recovers. It would suck for him to totally miss out on this. Uh, but they have lots of good players. Edward yeah, Mendes, I think it's still pretty Mendy, straightforward, uh, even without very good goal contender. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of lot of talent, and I think this is one of the easier groups to call. Unless you uh, disagree. No, I agree. I don't know. I don't know. Like third and fourth, what happened there? Because I think Qatar is better than we give them credit for. At least they were like in the gold cup that they played here they weren't necessarily like a walkover team they gave the u.s some trouble actually and ecuador is a young team also so like do they slip up a little bit but yeah i think netherlands win and senegal are comfortably in second yeah agree with that uh group b we will skip for the time being because that is our own group we're coming back to it group c 
Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Uh, Argentina, obviously a global powerhouse. They Hmm. are third in the FIFA rankings. Saudi Arabia is not in the top 50, which isn't great sign uh mexico is all the way down at 13th right now pretty far down for them and poland is uh 26th so um yeah another mixed group i don't see any way in which even argentina can screw up Mm -hmm. uh advancing here saudi arabia by the way 51st i had to flip a tab to figure out where they were nice um then it comes down to mexico and poland man Mexico didn't look good in qualifying, particularly. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. Some of that is the CONCACAF reality. Poland has a lot of talent. Um, Obviously, you know, they have uh, Robert Lewandowski, one of the best, probably still one the best pure finisher in the world. Um, I could see them taking it here and and knocking FIFA out early or knocking FIFA, knocking no, Mexico the organization. out early. God, God willing, man, if Poland <laughs> takes out FIFA from the top to the bottom, I will. Lewandowski could do it, I think. That's right. I think he could. He could. He might be the only one powerful <laughs> enough. Uh, Poland over Mexico. I assume you think Argentina is winning this group. So Poland over Mexico, yeah. if you had to choose, who are you choosing? I think I'm going with Mexico. My heart wants to stay Poland so that Tata Martino just gets like completely ousted and the aftermath of that is fun and awesome and I love it. But mm-hmm. I think Mexico is still too much quality compared to like up and down compared to Poland. I think they're a stronger team just as long as they don't. I think you're right that they're a better team. I don't like the vibes check. on. Mexico. I don't like the vibes. You're right. You are right there. And uh, so I'm going to stick with the upset pick in Poland here a little bit. I'm not mad about that. I could certainly be wrong. Uh, Group D, France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Obviously, a very clear number one here in France, the world number four. Um, Denmark (laughs) is at 10th in the world, uh, and then you would fall off to Australia at 34th, and Tunisia at 30th. I think this one's pretty chalky. I think France and Denmark advance. How do you feel? Yeah, I don't uh, have much faith in either Tunisia or Australia to make up that ground although i think tunisia is better than people give them credit for in the magic of the world cup but i think denmark and france are pretty clear ahead yeah especially with how christian erickson's been playing i think they'll be good yeah and it'd be awesome to see him return Hmm. to the field for his national team uh that's just going to be a really cool moment for for everyone in the soccer community so excited for that and yeah i think they should advance handily group e uh spain and germany here seem like the front runners costa rica and japan are behind them costa rica at 30th japan at 24th germany all the way at 11 and spain uh is ranked at seventh so uh again a situation where there are two queer favorites two queer powerhouses two teams with a lot of history do you think either of costa rica or japan are able to pull a shocking upset here no i think this is probably the hardest group from like top to bottom though because i yeah costa rica especially if kaylor neves is like on top of his game like they could almost steal a game he's pretty good i've heard uh japan's actually like a, a very strong team as well like i think germany win i'm not sold on spain but I think they still I'll come tell you, I'm not sold on Germany. I don't think uh, I I have a friend who, from Germany now. I mentioned him before. He's not sold on Germany. Yeah, he's, I'd imagine the sky is falling over there. He's trying to hide it. <laughs> uh, he's hoping that Jurgen Klopp gets fired so that uh, he can come be the oh, German nice national team manager. Yeah, like case. I don't think it's going to be a Germany team that like makes the final or anything. But I think they're strong yeah. enough to at least get out of the group stage. Yeah, um, I agree, and I think they're going to be good enough uh, under uh, Hansi Fleck to take over, uh, to take, you know, to at least get out yeah. of the And, group. like, they have that familiarity factor, too. That yeah. You think Germany doesn't change. Like, as much as there's turnover in the, um, you know, in the whole... Yeah, it's like Manuel Neuer World and... Cup world for most teams, there's, mm-hmm. like, no change in Germany. 
Moyer and Moyer, uh, Moyer have been there for like 20 years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on here. Um, I'm gonna be honest and say that I think Canada got a really rough shake. Um, they they had a really good qualifying, and uh I think they deserve a little bit better than being in the group they're in. Um, but they're in a group with Belgium and Croatia and Morocco, who aren't uh total pushovers themselves. Mm-hmm. Canada is the lowest rank of these by far at 41st. Morocco is uh, 22nd, and then Croatia 12th, and Belgium right now the world number two. Uh, I don't see a way in which Canada challenges here, which I think I think they've got some really great talent, and they're just not a deep enough team to yeah. to make a run against any of these teams. Especially uh, while like Alfonso Davies is like the best fullback in the world. Like they have a clear strength and they can like game plan against, which mm-hmm. I think is a weakness for them. I agree. Uh, and uh, do you see a road for Morocco to upset Croatia here in this game? I don't think I do, but I do think it's a, a little bit interesting because uh, that to me is like the perfect type of matchup for uh overanalyzing or like misunderstanding both teams. I'm trying to phrase this well, but like Morocco is a team that you could easily underrate if Mm. you're not really paying attention to them. They're, you know, I guess they're at AFCON probably. Right. But yeah, they're not, but they're, you know, just not, they don't fit that kind of, they don't kind of fit anywhere. It doesn't feel like, you know, they're kind of stuck in the middle there between Africa and Europe, and and they're probably overlooked a lot. And then Croatia is a team that is historically powerful, but I think a lot of their top talent has aged. So mm. I think you could definitely overrate them a bit. They certainly had a really rough start at the Euro, if I remember correctly, um, last time. Yeah, and honestly, two years ago, Morocco, so like two years older. Looking through Morocco's recent results, they kind of struggled like yeah outside of afcon this year too like, so i don't form wise that might end up working out for canada more than we think yeah maybe morocco or maybe canada has a little more guts here than i think but i think it's still going to be croatia and belgium i think this group will be more interesting than people assume though yeah i think there'll be more i agree going on i think, you're, I think, I think right canada's on. better than their rankings indicate or at least they have more talent than their rankings mm-hmm. indicate and um you know, they look pretty good in CONCACAF qualifying, and it's surprising to me a little bit that they're still quite as low as they are. But yeah, I think it's uh, like a ratio of how low they were before, and they're, yeah. they've been moving up pretty rapidly with their recent results. Yeah, that's fair. Um, in Group G, you've got the presumed favorites, the world's number one in Brazil, Serbia, and Switzerland, and Cameroon, a very strong group here uh, from top to bottom, arguably. Serbia ranked 21st, Switzerland ranked uh, 15th, and Cameroon down at 43rd, but obviously there's a lot of talent there. Uh, Brazil is uh, always the team to beat at the World Cup, it feels like. Mm. They're very good this year. Yeah, this team is very good. It's very believable that they win outright and running away. It's also really believable to me that they uh choke because they could always choke because they're brazil. yeah so and like the interesting thing is so argentina and brazil match up in the semifinal if they both win their uh, groups and go from there and that's an interesting game because not only is it like your greatest rival but both teams are trying not to choke to get to the final and i think that's a fascinating yeah matchup this year maybe they're just um both turtle and just never <laughs> yeah and they're they just, just both so scared to touch the ball that they, they just... shoot wide on every penalty <laughs> kick on purpose you know where they never yeah. take one they just sit there and don't take them and then the world cup freezes um but yeah i mean brazil i think obviously exits this group who exits with them i think that's a little tough to call who would you favor out of these Are i think they still say serbia? serbia yeah i think so yeah that's fair i mean it's not that's I, I at least rate that's them the higher than i rate pick. switzerland it's the I don't pick. think it's the yeah. weak man's pick. Um, <laughs> I am leaning Switzerland a little bit, but it's hard to say. They're both good teams. Um, they, uh, 
yeah, they're going to be fun to watch. I think this is the group to watch. I think Brazil has obviously so much talent. They're so fun. Um, but I think all four of these teams are pretty good. And also it's the group with the power cube in it. So obviously it's the group to watch just on. Principle. Yeah. And like Switzerland beat Spain in the uh, nation's league. They beat Portugal. They beat mm-hmm. Czech, Slovakia or Czech Republic also. So like they're in Sneaky a good, they're in a good run of form lately. Sneaky Beating good. good teams. Group H as in Herb uh Portugal at the top, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic. That would, of course, be South Korea. Screw you, North Korea. You're not a real country. You're I not get a to Republic. say that because I'm free because I live in America. <laughs> Don't you like uh, ignorance? I love ignorance. Uh, Korea, the Republic is 28th in the world right now. Uruguay is 14th. Ghana is uh, not in the top 50 either surprisingly and portugal is ranked number nine let me get you ghana's ranking here in a minute uh this is another group that has a lot of talent and although sun's hurt right so he's out and yeah so that's gonna really hurt them ghana is 61st i do think uruguay and portugal advance here uruguay to me is a team uh to really watch this year Mm. i think they could be a sneaky make a run kind of team um They've got so much talent, uh, Cavani and Suarez and Darwin and um, the guy. Yeah, and like for Cavani and Suarez, it's kind of their right now. Yeah, it's their last. Oh my god, what's his name? What's the Real Madrid midfielder guy's name? The younger guy, you know who I'm talking about. You can't think of it. Uh... (laughs) We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Keep talking about this group, and I'll get you the answer. Frederico Valverde. That's I was about to say it. <laughs> All right. We're good. We're good. Yeah, Valverde. We're good. Very we're good. good. <laughs> yeah, like uh, they're also just stocked full of talent. The only reason they're kind of lower FIFA wise than they should be, I think, is because they're in the same region as Brazil and Argentina. Like it's not like they're a bad team because of that. I think they're still very, very strong. Yeah, I mean, this is a very good roster or very good uh, group. Actually, I, I like a, that team a lot looking at that roster again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really think Uruguay is a sneaker, a sneaky, sneaky pitch to watch. Now, we talked about the other seven groups. Let's dive into group B a little bit. England, uh, Iran, the USA. I was trying to figure out what IR Iran mean. I assume that's Islamic Republic. Of oh, Iran. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> took me a minute and uh wales that's england iran the u.s and wales this is going to be without question the worst group to watch of actual <laughs> soccer i hate to say it but i mean is there any oh no it's I'm right no you're right 100 it's going to be <laughs> terrible to watch these teams play soccer games and i will admit that i am worried for the u.s here because I mean, this is like a team. This is like Sepp Blatter, who I know isn't in charge anymore, but still put his thumb on the scale and said, "How can I screw Greg Berhalter personally?" I think, yeah, <laughs> because, I mean, that might be the one time I agree with Sepp. I think. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. But like, but yeah, like the U.S. gonna have to play with the ball against Iran and yeah, Wales exactly. And, yeah. If there's one thing, if there's one fatal flaw of this team of the U.S. team that everyone knows, it's that they can't break the low block and they can't score with the ball at their feet. And they're a counterattacking team. They're extremely good at the counterattack. They're extremely bad at penetrating solid defensive teams that uh, that you know just pitch in and and play. Hmm a deep lying defensive game. We're going to have to score with the ball at our feet this game. We cannot counterattack really any of these teams. I mean, England doesn't even really love playing with the ball. They're going to have to by default here because they're England and none of the other teams are, but like, this is a bad, bad group for us. I still think we can escape it because our quality just outpaces Iran Mm. and, and Wales to me by yeah, enough. and if you're talking about like the battle, the midfield, yeah, we have a better midfield than Iran and then Iran sure. and Wales, yeah. And I'm not sure that either of those teams could score on us either, you know. So like that's 
that's another interesting thing. And and I give us, you know, I give us a shot to just beat England outright in a in a group stage game. Hey, if Hurricane's out there, anybody's got a chance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um but you know, so like it's it's gonna be a very interesting group. It is I really deeply think it's gonna be such a boring group. Like it'll be exciting because yeah. our team is in it, and so every game and every goal won't matter. But like if it wasn't. If our team was not in this, if you just put, I don't know, Morocco in there instead of us, like no one would watch any of these games. <laughs> they yeah, because it's not like we even play like an exciting brand of soccer a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we play great game of soccer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I mean, England that's... is just going to play for set pieces. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. So so yeah, I mean, I I think I think we narrowly escape this group. I think it's ugly. Um, I actually, I'm more confident, like, no, I wouldn't say more confident, but like, I've got, I will enjoy looking forward to our games against whoever we face. If we escape the group stage Mm. more than I will, uh, any game in this group, because in this group, I'm just going to be clenched the entire time waiting for that one moment of brilliance that gets us through Wales or Iran's low block and yeah and gets us a goal. And it just screams of like unpleasant. we're gonna beat England, be on a high, then we'll draw Wales and lose to Iran. <laughs> I think that's yeah. that's today. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I could absolutely see happening. So um yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be fun. It's the World Cup. It's exciting. Uh but it is certainly nerve-wracking as well yeah Um, i don't feel confident i definitely don't feel confident about it yeah i agree i'm i'm nervous i mean (laughs) i say i think we get out of the group stage i certainly think we could not get out of the group stage like we could definitely be eliminated uh in the group stage for sure would you rather all right so here's hypothetical would you rather escape the group stage by the skin of our teeth but you get four more years of greg burnhalter or would you rather lose spectacularly but we get a new coach in the process um with 2026 on the line lose spectacularly is so specific (laughs) um i just like i just lose i would choose in a heartbeat but lose spectacularly Mm. that seems like a total yeah just total failure total destruction that could lead to some mental trauma for these guys um i'm gonna just ruin the players yeah <laughs> i don't think greg burhalter makes the next world cup regardless okay so i'm i would prefer to see them win i don't i don't know can they really go into world cup in america with greg burhalter as their manager and feel good about that i, I didn't think he was going to make the qualifying cycle that we feel good about it but like yeah i don't know like when his contract is up if they necessarily because of like all the fan backlash against him but i don't know u.s soccer does dumb shit all the time so i'm not confident one way or the other yeah that would be that'd be rough if we go into 2026 with greg berhalter as like a eight-year-long manager then he's like part of this program forever it's just like ingrained in u.s soccer greg berhalter agreed i'm scared (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't want it. We have to play Greg Ball for us our life. It's like how the Netherlands can't go away from four four two because of Johan Cruyff. We'll have to play Greg Ball. That's the future, folks. I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait. Thanks for giving me that nightmare. Um, little pet talk. Do you have anything more you want to say before we sign off? And I wash my brain with Purell. <laughs> no, like I think. Yeah, I want my anxieties to be known. I have anxieties about this team. But I think, like, I don't want that negativity to get in the way that it is probably, like, the U.S.'s most talented squad in history from a bare talent standpoint. Yeah, I mean, there is, there's a lot of excitement here. We're a very young team, and 2026 is going to be rad uh, because it's going to be Mm. our best team ever. In the history of the U.S., I don't think there's any question that that's the best team we'll bring to the U.S. or to North America. I know it's not technically just the U.S. And, uh, you know, the best part is we'll be out of Qatar and we'll be in America, a country that has no history of civil rights. (laughs) So 
you know, no, I'm, squeaky clean, baby, squeaky clean. I, <laughs> I see people make those jokes, and I'm always like, okay, guys, it's cute, but like Qatar and the U.S. are not the same, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, where it's like, oh, you support Qatar, <laughs> but what about these things? Yeah, it's, it's like, like <laughs> I get it. We've we've done some bad shit. Yeah, we can I'm talk about fully the bad aware. Shit we can also. talk about that. <laughs> we can also be better than Qatar. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So that's uh, that's an episode, and I'm excited to watch. World Cup soccer in November in a hellscape country that mm. everybody hates. But that's where we are, baby. Let's do it. Let's watch some World Cup soccer. Let's right. do I'll it. be in a stadium tomorrow that Think won't of... actively try to kick me out. And we'll, you know, Think everyone's having this. a good time. The World Cup's going to happen. And then immediately after that, pretty much, we're going to have a preseason. Like yeah. World Cup preseason, regular season. Basically, what I'm saying is City SC is pretty much already here. <laughs> I guess we haven't talked about that. Um, is that the preseason tournament was announced? We're going to Coachella Valley with uh, LA Galaxy, LAFC. Oh, and I need five But yeah, so we have a preseason tournament of eight other MLS teams announced for Coachella. So, so let's go who, party. Who doesn't love that? We're going to Coachella this year, baby. <laughs> All right, uh, Justin, it is almost 11 here. Let's sign off and talk about more soccer next time but thank you for joining me thank everyone out there for joining us mm -hmm. and as they say in qatar let's do that qatar see you everybody adios i woke up it was seven waited till 11 just to figure out that no one would call i think i've got a lot of friends but i don't hear from them what's another night all alone when you're spending every day on your own And here it goes I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare I'm just a kid, I know that's not fair Nobody cares cause I'm alone And the world is having more fun than me And maybe when